Hark the bardic paladin Who sings and plays again He tells the tales of glory And weaves a magic story He'll join you at your table And ask you to share a fable Heroes of humble origin Villains who must be fought again No matter their skill or prowess The people in life are countless so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Episode 7 The Cordon, the Caesara, and the Conticum. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests the Dungeons & Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and welcome to the Levitating Platter. Hi everyone, so this is the first installment, I suppose, of the in-between weeks content. Currently at the time of this recording, you know, everyone's shut indoors due to the COVID-19 coronavirus going around. And I wanted to make an effort to ensure that there was content out there for you, the listeners, to be able to have during the in-between weeks uh, that we don't have guest interviews going up. And I went to Twitter and Reddit and Facebook, where we are social media-wise, and I asked what they would like to hear. And uh, based on the one vote, it looks like the homebrew lore slash NPC won out. And so I decided that I would delve a little bit deeper into the foundational history of my homebrew universe, Harmony. So to preface this, I do want to say that I have not read The Cimmerillion. I am very much a fan of J.R.R. Tolkien and his works, but I haven't read everything that he's written or that has been compiled posthumously after his passing. So when I share this world history of my homebrew universe, it might sound very familiar with the material of Mr. Tolkien, but I assure you uh, that this was all created before um, having heard secondhand from my friend Caitlin and her podcast, Tea with Tolkien. Uh, that delved much deeper into the foundational history of the Middle-Earth universe. I definitely will also say that perhaps Tolkien is a major influence uh, for my homebrew world, but also uh, music is very much a part of my life. Having become a member of a music fraternity in college, so, you know, keeping all that in mind, this is where... Uh, the story begins with Harmony. The Cordum. It is hard to say when the exact moment was, but suddenly from the darkness and chaos, the Cordum was sounded by the Satur, and gave rise to time, space, and presence. The Satur weaved together Conticum, the song of creation, and thus the begotten, formed in the Song of Creation, and thus Harmony 
was achieved. The love of the Sator for the begotten and the love of the begotten for the Sator is what brought rise to harmony, which took shape to affect time, space, and presence to create the Kantu, the different planes of existence. The begotten then began to add to the song of creation and gave rise to the various elements and creatures and became what mortal beings would call gods and goddesses. They all lived within the Sator, occupying different facets and areas, such as the human deities tending to the Garden of Serenity. It was when the Cesera occurred that for the sake of the Sator and the gods still loyal to the Kantikum, that he formed Corum for them to live in, while the Sator banished the dissonant to the other realms or sealed them away. So kind of right there, I'm very much a Christian, so there is a bit of uh, Christianity that does play into my creation, such as, you know, uh, you know, let there be light and boom, there was light, kind of, you know, that there was a chord, there was a, there was a chord of music that was struck from the Sator, and out of darkness and chaos came creation in the world. The song of creation, the Kantikum, is the living and breathing and being uh, that exists in, in my world, in my game. Um, I think... On another episode, if you want me to dive more into this, I described the Sator and his relationship with the begotten of his creation kind of like, the think of the Sator like an orchestra conductor, and then all the gods and goddesses are like the players in an orchestra, and then finally all of creation is the music that you hear, the notes on the pages, the articulations, the expressions, uh, the variances, that is Kind of how an analogy would work uh, for my game universe. So the Cordum is the inciting incident that, boom, created the world. The Caesara. In their zeal to add to the Conticum, some of the begotten began to listen to the whispers of darkness and chaos for inspiration instead of the Satur. They became the dissonant. When their turn came to augment the Conticum, their turbulent music caused harmony to warp and fragment and break with reality. The Sator could see now that some of his begotten were tainted by their free will to accept darkness and chaos as their source of inspiration. In his perfect love and justice for the sake of Kantikum and harmony, he banished them from his sight and bound them to the Kantus of their making, forbidden from ever ascending to Corum and participating in the Kantikum again. For now, death, destruction, disease, greed, and all the other evils now entered the Kantikum and could not be undone. Caesarea the break, occurred across the Contus of the Conticum, triggering a catastrophic event that drastically altered those worlds forever. The Begotten returned to Corum to rejoin the Sator to play the song of creation. However, the Sator can weave the song to endure and bring about Concordia, the resolution of the song of creation and the fulfillment of all life. So again, you can see, you know, the Tolkien and the Christian inspiration with free will entering into the equation and free will being used to choose evil, thus allowing evil to enter into the world, into the song of creation. And this is my explanation for the rise of the gods and goddesses that chose evil. I do know that I was influenced by the Dawn War Pantheon from the 4th edition, uh, and I took a great amount of time coming up with my own gods and goddesses that I could use in my setting. And 
So hopefully this is making sense. Um, definitely feel free to send me an email or tweet at me or send me a Facebook post or make a post on Reddit if you kind of want more explanation. Certainly a dungeon master can never reveal all of his tips and tricks or let you peek behind the curtain entirely uh, because that would ruin the fun, especially if you want to play in my game in my homeworld setting. I mean, unless I go through the effort to try and publish uh, my own setting, though I don't know who necessarily would be interested in that. But kind of to help fill out this lore episode, I will present to you the Kantu hierarchy, aka Harmony, going from highest to lowest as far as in their ordering in their place. I like to think of the Kantus as actually different score systems on sheet music. So when you look at sheet music, there's different groupings in an orchestra for... Uh, you know, which instruments are on what line and what you follow. Obviously, the players might have their own individual music that they're following, but the conductor, a.k.a. the Satur, he has the orchestral score. And so, of course, on an orchestral score, me having a music background, and for any of you having a music background, um, you know that when the director, the, the conductor, uh, the choir master, uh, you know, if they're looking at the master orchestral score, it's a very big piece of music uh, that they have to constantly flip through and the conductor is constantly cueing different sections and uh, getting them ready to their entrances and uh, allowing certain themes to come out and uh, silencing others. So, you know, with harmony, with the idea that the Sator, the one true god uh, who created everything, uh, is kind of like the conductor of the orchestra. So the other small god and goddesses, those are like the players. And then the dissonant are those who decided to just start playing their own music, like free-form jazz in the middle of a Brahms symphony. Um, and so the Sator, as the conductor, kind of sealed them away, locked them uh, apart from the other gods and goddesses so that the overall song wouldn't be distorted and destroyed um, as he's working towards Concordia, which is like, you know, the finale of a great piece. So yeah, hopefully that's all making sense. And again, so back to the point of contus think of like them as different systems on orchestral score uh and so each one can have effect uh with the others as they kind of blend and weave in together so the sator of course is the highest uh in the hierarchy for he exists outside of time and space and presence darkness and chaos he's just the one true god he's just you know god uh then the next realm below that is Corum. We're then followed by Anima, the realm of saints. Then we have Kale, the heir of harmony, a.k.a. my version of the Astral Sea. Then we have Lamentum, the silent wailing, a.k.a. the far realm. This is obviously a region that's been corrupted. It's beyond the edges of uh, Kale, sealed off from the rest of harmony. Then we have Aura, which is the element of air. Unda, the element of water. Ignis, element of fire. Humus, element of earth. Uh, Fae, the Feywild, my version of the Feywild. Phasma, the ethereal plane, which serves as the conduit of purgatory to anima. Vita is the mortal world, the material plane. Then we have Umbra, the Shadowfell, my version of the Shadowfell. This is the place of judgment for souls. And then I just went straight to Dante and I did the circles of hell. So I have uh, the Limbo, the first circle. Scoratio, the second circle. Gola, the third circle. Avaritza, the fourth. Uru, the fifth. Heresis the sixth, Impetus the seventh, Dolo the eighth, and Predizione the ninth circle. And then finally at the bottom of the hierarchy is the Black Pit, which is just my version of the Abyss. 
So there you go. That's kind of like a background, big picture breakdown of how my homebrew game works. Um, so if you're interested in hearing more about my personal homebrew nonsense, uh, be sure to let me know on social media. So that way I can maybe better organize my notes or prepare certain items uh, to share on an in-between week episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and SideQuests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Overcast, or feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. Visit our website, www.sidekicksandsidequest.com, for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the podcast. To stay up to date and share your fan creations, you can like and follow the podcast on social media by searching for at Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. The podcast is also on Reddit, so join our subreddit community at r slash sidekqpodcast to share your art, stories, discussions, and commentary. If you'd like to hail the bard, send an email to sidekicksandsidequests, all one word, at gmail.com. I ask that you please leave an honest review on iTunes to help spread the word about the show. Sidekicks and Sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy, meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four!